Hey guys, this is Beyond the Social Butterfly, the podcast for those who are still finding their way, just like me. Today on the podcast, our Wait What's Happening Now segment, Billie Eilish is doing whatever the hell she wants as she owns the camera in photo shoot for British Vogue and we are loving it. And in our Get Social segment, I sit down with my best friend as we discuss failed friendship breakdown. How are we doing today, guys? I am so excited to bring you another episode of Beyond the Social Butterfly. First off, I just wanted to start with thanking you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. I can't believe that this is happening. I now have, from both episodes, a total of 116 plays. I literally can't believe it. I'm so happy. Never in my wildest dreams would I have expected these episodes to blow up like this. I could not be happier and I just want to thank you guys so much. I'm so glad you guys are enjoying it. I love doing it for you and oh like you guys are the best. I literally just cannot thank you enough. It's been so I'm so grateful for you guys. I'm so grateful for everything that you do for me. It's been so fabulous and I love giving these to you as well. It's been so fun. So first up, we have Billie Eilish dons lingerie in photo shoot for British Vogue. That is from news.com.au. I know a lot of you guys have probably seen these Instagram posts, but Billie Eilish has just done a photo shoot for British Vogue. She is the cover of British Vogue's magazine's latest edition. Um, She has posed in a 90s, 40s, 50s uh, pin-up hair. Like, we all know that she's gone blonde now. And I love it. I thought nothing could beat the green and the black, but I love this so much. She looks so much older. She's really settling and becoming her own person and... It's just so beautiful and she's actually posed in like 50s and 60s inspired lingerie. It's the first time she's really um, shown herself in that light and uh, really grown up and matured as a person. Um, She's becoming her own person. She's growing up. She's living a life and she looks amazing. Uh, For those of you who don't know who Billie Eilish is, what are you doing? But she is an American singer and songwriter who has taken the world by storm. She has just released a single from her new album, Happier Than Ever. She's given us a little teaser with the song, Your Power. Such a beautiful song. I love it. One of those uh, guitar-based, really beautiful acoustic songs. And it's got a really strong message as well. So I just want to start with her Vogue cover. Billie Eilish told Vogue, it's all about what makes you feel good. If you want to go get surgery, go get surgery. If you want to wear a dress that somebody thinks you look too big wearing, fuck it. If you feel like you look good, you look good. And I think that's such a beautiful message. Like, if you if you feel good on the inside, it's going to radiate to your outside, no matter what other people say about you, no matter what other people think about you. If you think you look beautiful, you look beautiful. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Um... I know I personally have always had a really hard time with body image and I know a lot of people my age have the same thing. It's so important that we focus on ourselves and that we uh, trust ourselves and that we love ourselves first 
because you can't love it. You can't love anyone else. You can't like friends, relationship, anything until you love yourself and you know who you are and you appreciate who you are and you know your worth. If you don't know your worth, how are you able to express that worth to other people? It's so important that we love who we are no matter what we look like. And I think her vibe and what she gives out there, whether you're in baggy clothes, whether you're in casual clothes, whether you're in fancy clothes, whether you're in lingerie, you have to love yourself first. Otherwise, it's not going to work out. And I think that's such a beautiful mentality to have, such an important mentality to have especially for younger people as well. Um, she also says on there, I also think you shouldn't try to be a person that your old self would like and you shouldn't try to be a person that your future self is going to be. You should be exactly who you feel like you are and want to be in that moment. Otherwise, you're going to go insane. And that's 100% true. The person who you were yesterday is never going to be the same as the person you are today, who is never going to be the same as the person you are tomorrow. So you just got to live every day to your truth as yourself um, and you'll just grow and develop as life goes on. 100%. Now, I wanted to just talk about these photos themselves because I don't know about you guys, but I just needed to get it out there that she looks so much like Marilyn Monroe. I can't, I literally can't deal with it. The fact that she's got the blonde 50s, 60s style pinup, she's got that beautiful 50s, 60s inspired lingerie. I think personally, she's killing it. She looks like Marilyn Monroe and Marilyn Monroe has been put down as the sexiest woman to have ever existed. And maybe that's what Billy was going for. Maybe it's not what Billy was going for. It doesn't matter. She's living her truth. She's being herself and she looks so beautiful while doing it. I think we're all so proud of her for taking that leap. She's really grown into her own as a person. And I think as a role model for younger people, she's really encouraging those people to be themselves as well and to do what makes them happy and do what makes them feel comfortable and do what makes them feel free and beautiful and I think that's exactly what she's doing and it's beautiful. Now what I wanted to talk about was actually Billie Eilish's single which is Your Power. It is the third single from Billie Eilish's second studio album Happier Than Ever that hasn't been released yet but this single Your Power has been released. Uh, so the song recounts her abusive relationship with Q, aka Seven, back when she was only 16 and how it has mentally shattered her over the years. Billy expresses her hope that this song can spark change and reflection. The song was first teased on April 27, 2021, when Billy announced that a single would be released on the morning of April 29th. On April 28th, Billy revealed that this would be the single and announced its accompanying music video. Uh, in an Instagram post, Billy revealed your power song and video out now. This is one of my favorite songs I've ever written. I feel very vulnerable putting this one out because I hold it so close to my heart. This is about many different situations that we've all either witnessed or experienced. I hope this can inspire change. Try not to abuse your power. In an interview with Annie Mack, Billy explained it's a really big subject. It's about a lot of different things. It's sadly very relatable for people. 
I'm not going to make it about my experiences because it's really hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands and millions of people have experienced this every single day. It's everywhere you look and I hate it and I wanted to say something and I'm not going to get too deep into the specific lyrics and what they mean and what they're really about but it's a problem that's occurring everywhere you look and everyone is someone or knows someone who's been taken advantage of. Now, just breaking down those couple of things there, that is also from Genius.com on Genius Lyrics. When you look up your power on Genius Lyrics, it's got all your information down there if you wanted to have a look at it yourself. Now, when looking at this information, I didn't actually know who this person was that uh, Billie Eilish was in the abusive relationship with. Um, I wasn't 100% sure what was going on. Unfortunately, I wasn't a Billie Eilish OG listener as much as I wish I was. I um, really got into her music when she released When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? But uh, when looking up Q, uh, aka 7AMP, turns out he's actually a rapper. Sorry, it looks like they were in a relationship when she was really young. Not exactly sure what went down but it seemed to have really affected her mental health. I just wanted to highlight some of these lyrics because I think they're so important and it portrays such a strong and clear message that, that I think everyone can really take away something from it. Um, so the chorus is, try not to abuse your power. I know we didn't choose to change. You might not want to lose your power but having it so strange. And just when looking at that, I think it's really targeted at those kind of people that are maybe in those higher professional roles that are maybe taking advantage of the success and the following that they have. Often that comes in any situation, whether it's the celebrity world, whether it's at your work, whether it's in your family, wherever you might have that power struggle where people older than you or people more experienced than you maybe try and influence you and change your behaviour and who you are as a person with the thought of I'm older than you or I know more than you so I'm allowed to control you and that's 100% not correct or accurate at all. You are your own person, you're allowed to make mistakes, you're allowed to make your own decisions and I think that is really what Billy is trying to highlight here. She's such an advocate for being an individual and being yourself and I think she emulates that in her music and she really shows that and expresses that. So the first verse is, she said, you were a hero, you played the part, but you ruined her in a year, don't act like it was hard, and you swear you didn't know, no wonder why I didn't ask, she was sleeping in your clothes, but now she's got to get to class, and the pre-chorus is, how dare you, and how could you, will you only feel bad when they find out if you could take it all back, would you? And the second verse is, I thought that I was special. You made me feel like it was my fault. You were the devil. Lost your appeal. Does it keep you in control for you to keep her in a cage? And you swear you didn't know. You said you thought she was your age. And I think those lyrics really just speak for themselves. They tell a story. They really express her experience and her hurt and her pain and I think a lot of people can relate to this I think a lot of people are unfortunately and much as it saddens me to say a lot of people are mistreated every day whether it be in a relationship whether it be in the workplace whether it be at home 
I think a lot of people sadly are in this situation and it's so important that these perpetrators do take responsibility and they realize their actions and they actually learn from it and I think that's really what Billy is trying to express in this song she's trying to advocate change she's trying to encourage people who feel like they're in that vulnerable state who can't speak up to speak up and seek help and make a change and I think that's such a great message for such a young person like I know I'm definitely not strong enough to be able to portray a message like this in such a public forum so you know what good on her she's rocking it and we're so happy that she's in our lives lucky for you that's what I like that's what I like lucky for you that's what I like that's what I like hey guys this is beyond the social butterfly we are in our get social segment and this week I have my beautiful friend Lauren Morgan yes she's also called Lauren Morgan it's a little bit of a complicated one but we are going to talk about today some unfortunate friendships that we've come across in our experience. So Lauren, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks Loz. How are you? I'm very good. So I'm just going to ask a question that I ask everyone. What did you want to do when you were younger? I think when I was younger, I wanted to be a dance teacher for a brief period of time. I That's kind of what stuck with me. Yeah, because I danced for a very, very long time. So I think that that was the goal. The unclear, what's never going to happen goal when I was a little girl. Yeah, like the dream when you were younger. Yeah, like, like the I dream job. be a dance teacher. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Um, so our guest social segment today is going to be a little bit different. Instead of me just asking individual questions to Lauren... It will be a little bit of a mix of both of us because both of our experiences, we've had some unfortunate friendships during our time. So I'm going to let Lauren start off. Uh, what was one of your experiences that you have uh, like during friendships that you think uh, has really like changed you and affected you as a person? When I was younger, I think it's really important to look at friendships not as something that can fail or succeed, but rather something that can teach you lessons, regardless of the outcome. And when I was little, well, actually a few times throughout my life, I've been in groups where I've had two really close friends and the three of us have been, um, you know, interlinked with one another and inseparable. And then it gets to a point where eventually two friends are going to become closer and then one friend is going to start getting left out. Like become the third wheel. Yeah, um, so it, it's been a few situations where I've ended up third wheeling in my own friendship, sometimes where I was actually the initiator of, you know, like I was friends with this person and this person and then the three of us became friends and then um, it's just separated from there and I think that can be really... Hard. Kind of become the outsider. Yeah, and mm. and you're not sure you're not sure what to do in those situations because they're still your friends and they're not doing anything wrong. But um, yeah, I think that that was an experience uh, that I had as a little girl and even into my teenage years, where being neglected unintentionally has really impacted the way I view friendship now. How, so how do you view friendship now that you've gone through those experiences? Like, how do you think, what are your values in terms of friendships? What do you look for in a friend? What is like the top priority that you need in a friendship? I think 
friendships are very similar. Friendships, like, they're a relationship, right? We can agree on that. Friendships are a relationship. And I think in a relationship, they obviously say that there's five love languages. And I think very similarly in a friendship, you look for those signs and you look for the traits that people reciprocate and give back to you in order to feel valued. Yeah, like, although you're not necessarily in a relationship... Those um, those qualities that you look for in a partner yeah. would be the same, if not very similar to what you would look for in a friend as well. Yeah, 100%. I think um, going back on my previous experiences where I've been maybe ushered out and left out a little bit, for me, in a friendship, I really favour and love when a friend initiates things and a friend just wants to be by your side I personally could sit next to somebody we could be doing nothing and that wouldn't phase me just the presence of that person is more than enough for me in most cases um but yeah I think those elements that you look for in a relationship really trans translate into what you look for in a friendship as well because it's who you are as a person it's what you look for within those relationships in your life that bring bring you joy so yeah I would be 100% the same I think that um like during my experience there was a lot of time where I was in kind of like a three as well and although like you and I are very good friends now we weren't in the same year at school we were still friends at school but we weren't in the same year at school we weren't necessarily communicating with the same people every day we weren't with the same people every day we were more kind of just like those like distant like distant friends that you would like just like come together and like no time yeah would have passed well I think you know loves for lack of a better word best friends could probably be termed (laughs) but um because those friendships you know they're separate they're not your schoolyard relationships they're the friendships you go to when you need that really in-depth advice when you need someone who does know your truer self and the self you are when you're sad the self you are when you're the Mm. happiest so um just those like people that you can rely on all the time even if you're not with them all the time or you're not doing stuff with them all the time you know that if they need something and vice versa you're always going to be there like it's always going to be like there at the drop of the hat I'll be with you by your side like if there's ever a crisis or if you're in need yeah 100% and I think um you know going back to your question on what I favor in a friendship I think those friendships are so much more important than just the surface level ones because you know it's all well and good to have 20 people that want to hang out with you but how many of those 20 people are going to be there when you're at your worst and I think that's that's very important I would rather have a handful of true friends than a an ocean of yeah that's the same thing my mom always says that it's always better to have one or two or three really close friends that you know you can rely on all the time and whenever you're in need rather than have 20, 30 friends that you know aren't going to be there for you when you need them. Um, so Lauren, you, like, throughout your high school life, I know, but obviously the audience doesn't know, kind of like the friendships that you have formed or some of the friendships that you've had fallen out with throughout your high school high school experience um tell me a little bit about that how like how did those go about like what what happened in those 
So in high school, I, I was always seen as the girl that had, you know, I was friends with everyone. I was very approachable. I was more than happy to be friends with everybody that, that didn't bother me. But in saying that at the same time, I did have that handful of close friends whose friendships I just cherished with, with every ounce of my being. Um, in saying that, as a naive teenager, you know, you fall in love for the first time and mm. boys get involved and it gets very complicated. Um, so there was an instance when I was in a relationship and, and it started to impact my friendships because I was favouring the relationship with the boy over the friendships with girls in their eyes and that wasn't necessarily how I saw it because obviously, you know, when you start to experience these these things as a as a kid basically you your priorities aren't set and yeah when you're when you're in a relationship when you're young relationships always tend to come first and yeah. they always tend to be your first priority because you're so young you yeah. don't understand how it works you don't understand the importance of friendships yeah and as you get older i think you realize that you know, your partner should be your best friend and your friends and your partner's relationships, they sure begin to intertwine with one another. But in this instance, yeah, I was just, I was losing contact with those friends without realising it. And on my behalf, I thought, you know, maybe they didn't want to be around me anymore. And on their behalf, they thought I didn't care about them anymore. So it got um, a lot of tension built up quite quickly. And it was, it was really upsetting when that happened because the friendships did begin to break down a little bit and there were some issues that arose um, on quite, you know, an exponential level. And, and that can be in itself quite traumatising, trying to pinpoint what went wrong. Like yeah. it, can be, it can be so sad because you're like, I was just trying to make everybody happy yeah you don't realize where like where you have been yeah and like where you're coming from until you're obviously all like all of a sudden in the like in the future and you're looking like you're looking back and like you realize kind of like how much like these situations have an impact on you as a person and like your values change and yeah and um I think from that though the lessons you can learn and the way you grow from that experience obviously at the time I was I was devastated I was so upset um but these friendships mended themselves eventually when um things changed and perspectives changed a little bit we grew up we got older so I think yeah it's looking back at those experiences like you said Loz and looking at what you can learn from it and how it's changed me. How do you think has it changed you? Like, where do you think you are, like, what things have you learnt as a person and how have you become the person you are with those experiences behind you? Those experiences in particular or in a vast array, you know, made me consider relationships in a different light. And you have... I now look at all my friendships from from an outside perspective sometimes when I'm when I'm having issues and when I'm dealing with certain things and I, I am maybe feeling quite lonely even though I've got some of the most beautiful like I've got the most beautiful friends that I just absolutely adore I need like I've learned to take a step back and go okay where are these feelings coming from you know, it's it's okay to feel like that and it's okay to feel that it's not okay. Do you think your values have changed a little bit? Like what are like particular things that you would 
like that you would be able to pinpoint that I this is something that I would not appreciate that I would not care about that I would think is so important if these like these friendship breakdowns didn't happen yes Lauren (laughs) I do think that um those aspects of my life had been impacted because of my experiences I've had with friends in the past and Things such as my, you know, my value for integrity and trust. I think trust is one of the biggest ones that has changed because, you know, somebody's not going to trust you the way you trust them every time. So one person who you could go to with all of your problems may never tell you a single one of theirs. Mm -hmm. And that in itself can be really upsetting because you think to yourself, why am I not good enough to for this person, they're, they're good enough for me, they're more than enough for me, but why? And you have to be okay with that. And I, those experiences and those past relationships, friendships that I've had have shaped the way that I try at least to think about those things and accept that side of friendships now and life mm-hmm. because, yeah... Not everybody is going to trust you the way that you trust them and vice versa. You're not going to trust everybody the way that they trust you. And the same thing with, you know, integrity and being honest. Like, friends lie as a kid. Like, you know, you tell little white lies because you want to hang out with this person and not this person and those sorts of things happen. But, you know, the the emotional impact that that can actually take its toll on somebody... So looking at those experiences and how those little white lies can really hurt someone. Lauren, let's flip this back on you because I have done a lot of talking. Um, In the past, your experiences with friendships, whether it be, you know, in relation to the friendship itself or like myself, relationships and friendships and how they conflict with one another, how, what has happened and how has that changed you are today um I'm gonna start with how it's changed me today because I feel like being able to work backwards I don't know it Ah, makes sense in my like a max problem makes sense (laughs) in my head just to start at the beginning start at the end and then work backwards to the beginning I love it um I think now looking at the experiences that I've gone through that I have I think friendships and relationships they have to work coincide with each other like they have to be uh they have to be united team you don't realize the importance of your friends getting along with your partner and your partner getting along with your friends and they actually liking each other and like getting along with each other you don't realize how important that is for your friendships and for your relationship because if it gets to a point and I know I had an experience that if your partner doesn't like your friends if your friends don't like your partner you're all of a sudden stuck in the middle and you have to choose between the two. And when I was young and I was naive and had no idea what was going on, I'd choose my relationship every time. But can I interrupt you there? But that's the thing. Like, when you are young, you are naive. And I think a true friend and a true partner would never put that ultimatum to you. Yeah, which is why I'm not with them now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But in saying that, like... A true... Yeah, 100%. Whatever. I think those friends at the time and that relationship at the time, they kind of forced me to pick between the two. And I was kind of stuck... I was kind of stuck in the middle between them all. And 
like having to make that choice that like I was like 14, 15, 16, like having to make that choice that young, I think it's ridiculous. I would have had like, I can't believe like that went through my head, but I knew I would choose my relationship every time because it was new and it was fun and exciting. Made yeah. Me happy. And you know, as we all know, oxytocin, we love getting a cuddle. <laughs> That's serot- that- serotonin. Is that what it's called? I think serotonin is the happiness. Oxytocin is like the cuddle hormone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dopamine is the happy. Uh, we love the it. Happy one. We're basically biologists. Anyway, but yeah. So I think it's yeah, definitely I shaped. Think looking, I think looking back on it now, you realize who you you realize really well who your friends are. Mm-hmm. You realize that your relationship has to pretty much be a friendship. Yeah. Has to. Like, be a friendship, obviously, with that. Like, you have that loving side with your partner, but you have that loving side with your friends as well. But that's... It's just a different type of love. Yeah. It's just a different type of love, but essentially, you're all working... Like, you're all working towards the same... Like, the same thing. You all need the same values. I need trust. I need respect. I need honesty. I need, like, caring. I need... Like, I know what I give you. Got Like, you've got to give back. Like, mm-hmm. it can't be one-sided, and I think... In my previous friendships and my previous relationships, I had a lot of like one-sided friendships and relationships. And looking at those, my looking at those relationships that have ended and those friendships that have ended, you look back and you realize that like they weren't prepared to do for you what you were prepared to do for them. Yeah. And like it was just a clear example of like me giving, 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 and not necessarily receiving anything back and it put me in a little bit of a pit mm-hmm. I was I was in a very I was in a very big pit yeah for a, a while before I realized that I didn't necessarily need the friendships that I had lost and needed the relationships that I had lost because yeah. at the same time I had found new ones but also at the same time I like you realize that those Things that were in the friendship aren't necessarily as important when you come out the other side and you need to you need to love yourself and you need to be friends with yourself and like who you are as a person yeah so if you were to see yourself you would think oh I like that person I need to be friends with that person and I and I want to be friends with that person and I think looking back that's not where I was I was desperately trying to please other people that I wasn't focusing on what I wanted out of myself and what I wanted to be and the choices that I wanted to make and I mean I'm still you're still I still had no idea no need you know (laughs) but like looking back on those friendships now you can see where your values should be yeah. Today, like you can yeah, look 100%. at that and reflect, and, go, and you realize okay. you realize when you leave high school, you don't have to be friends with everyone. No, if you don't like someone, you don't have to be friends no, with them. 100%. You don't have to see that you like you don't have to see them ever again. In high school and primary school, it's really hard because you see these people every day. You have to bite your tongue and you have to get on with it because you're gonna spend those you're gonna spend the next few years the with these people, whether you like it or not. And the tension's just not, not worth, worth it. it. No. It's not worth having other having other friends to pick between the two because I had that situation where the tension was there and the falling out was there and all of our friends together were forced to pick between one or the other and it wasn't me and I was left with no one 
Which also should never happen because, like we were saying before, true friends would never, ever make that decision. Yeah, and it was just unfortunate that we were, that I was in the situation I was, like, that I was in the situation I was, um, with such a big falling out with someone who was, who was friends with everyone and who did get along with everyone and I much prefer just sticking to the close people I had, um, I found because I was very, I was like in my older life, even at, like even at high school, I knew that you would be on you, you knew that you had, that you had to have really, really close friends rather than yeah. being friends with, with everyone. Friends. And be nice to everyone. And we had a lot of people that were just like, I, I used to call them floaters. Yeah. Like floaters. Just jumping like people friends. that Like people that would just like be friends with everyone but didn't necessarily have heaps and he, like didn't necessarily have like one person or like two people that they were really, really close with. Yeah. And it was just unfortunate that the people that I was really, really close with blindsided you a little bit. Yeah, we well, just end. just decided to just to kind of decided to pick the to pick the friend that was friends with everyone and like you know what that's okay like you don't like the same thing I realized like you don't have to be friends with everyone and they decided they didn't want to be friends with me and it was just unfortunate that the one person I was really good friends with and well, left school, school I was kind of left with no one well a little bit like Tweedledee and Tweedledum, um, which can be so hard. Like being on your own. I was no perf- I was I was perfectly own. fine with just like the one or two friends. Like to me it wasn't an issue. I was perfectly fine with it. Seeing my sister in high school have her really close knit group of like five, six people and like they do everything together and even now, like five years out of school, they so all close. they all live together now. They all like do they pretty much do everything and they do all the activities it together. It can happen. <laughs> and looking back, I, I, and when I was in high school and I saw that, I was like, I want that. Yeah. I want that. I want that little close group of friends that only relied on each other and didn't need anyone else and would just do with it and would just have each other and it would be so fun. It would be such a group. And I didn't get that at all. But not everyone, <laughs> yeah, not everyone finds that in high school. I think, I think it's, yeah, so important to look back at everything and take it for what it is and accept it. You know, I say this, but I'm, I'm not saying I'm good at it, but I, I say it, <laughs> but um, look at everything and take it we for what it is. We can say things on this podcast, but we don't necessarily practice what we pe- yeah. preach. We try, we try. We try. Um, but yeah, take those values and take those things that you look for because like in a relationship, if you're not happy in your own company, you're never yeah, going to be content with the people's company. Like, even relationships you. in general, why all my previous relationships failed was because I didn't know who I was. I had no, like, I was trying to love someone else for, like, I was trying to give my love that I was meant to have for myself to someone else as well. I was like, have my love for you and have my love for myself as well. Yeah. And it just... Have it all. It just, like, did, it just didn't work. And I think some of those people... Um, I think a lot of people, when you're young, you kind of take that for granted. You do. And I, I think... If you're on the receiving end... Yes. ...of that, I think you, you take that for granted a little bit too much. And, um, and then like, when, when you figure out that you need to take some of that back, they're like, well, you, you're not loving me enough anymore. Yeah. Or in a friendship context, they're like, you're not giving me enough attention. Why aren't we hanging out and you're hanging out with X, Y, and Z? Yeah. And it's like, hold on. You're not 
the own you're not the center of my universe i yeah. am the center of my universe and and i need to do things that are going to make me happy and i yeah. think that is the and most when, important lesson and then at the same time when like when you're younger you see someone who has that realization and they realize that they need to put themselves first whether everyone else likes it or not and then all of a sudden everyone else thinks they're being selfish yeah, and I, that can really stunt wanting to do that because mm. you see the repercussions, like you see the repercussions before you see the benefits. Yeah. And that can be detrimental a little bit yeah. to people making that move, taking that step and looking after themselves. Because even now, I know so many people who are just so concerned with the people around them that they don't favour their own happiness, their own self-worth, yeah. their own mindset. Yeah. Which is just, it's so important. Yeah. Words cannot... Yeah. I need to... I often, very... Like, very often, I love my partner. He's amazing. Very often, he gives me almost too much love. And I kind of have to step back and reflect and be like, you need to put some of this back on... Like, you need to put some of this back onto yourself. You need to figure out who... Like, you need to figure out who you are. Just like, I need to figure out who we are. We need to figure out who we are next to each other together rather than intertwined yeah we need to be walking on the same path but not together but not morphed not not (laughs) morphing not morphed together (laughs) not morphed together in like that human horse that that you know that like the is it a centaur Something, no. something like ah! that, where it's like the whole body and then the human about. head. That's just what I envisioned. But um, yes, I I a hundred percent agree with you there, and I I think it's just so important to look at everything and take it for what it is. And like we said at the start, you know, friendships don't fail and they don't succeed. They are there, and friendships don't last forever. No, but if they friendships do, aren't listen. friendships aren't meant. Some friendships are meant to aren't meant to last forever. So with like friendships and relationships, it's either going to be a blessing or it's going to be a lesson. It's going to be something. Well, they that... say blessing, so that it's kind of like, oh, so that it rhymes. It's like a blessing or a lesson. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Thank no, you. No, so like it's either going to be something that's meant. It's something that's meant to be with you for the rest of your life, and it's something that's going to bring out the best in you, or it's going to be something that makes you realize what's important in your life. So you can yeah. meet those people who are going to be with you for the rest of your life. And I think I learned that in my in my friendship it was definitely a lesson and it was it was a pretty big like we Well for so long we, too. We had been friends for years. For so long that for like that friendship eight years, was a blessing. For like eight years, ten years yeah. and then like it was gone. Yeah. So for it was the, gone. For that, it was pretty much swept. It was pretty much like swept up from under my feet, and I had no idea what was going on. Um, it was came as a really big, came as a really big shock. I think to both of us. Yeah. Because we'd had because we had been friends for so long, and then all of a sudden it was bam, like the next, like all of a sudden we'll find like find the next day, and then all of a sudden bam, the next you grow into completely different people, and you look back and you have a reality check, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Like, this is who we are now. Like, this... Like, we're not... Like, this isn't the yeah. friendship that we used to have. Like, we've both grown up and we've both changed. And, yes, I do miss the friendship that... I do miss the friendship that we had. And I do miss the support 
and thought like and thoughtfulness and that kind of stuff that I did have but at the same time now that I'm looking back on that like now that I'm looking back at that friendship I have learned I have learned that lesson that it's okay for friendships to start and for friendships to end yeah it's not friend some friendships aren't meant to last forever unfortunately as much as we want them to and it's gonna suck like it does suck it gonna it's gonna suck losing those friends and like it's like they say like when you lose an animal or like when you lose a friend it's training your body and it's practicing for when you lose someone really important to you yeah like although like these people aren't dead obviously no <laughs> like they're, they're not they're dead not but it prepares but it prepares you for when someone does physically leave your life it prepares you to experience that same pain and to experience that, that same heartbreak because it and is that, that loss it's grief yeah it, you, it is you grieve the loss of a friendship it is a loss and i felt that loss yeah I really, really felt that loss and that's kind of what put me in a little bit of a pit. Mm-hmm. The fact that I had never, like, I have all of my family, my grandparents, my parents, like everyone yeah. that I care about, everyone that I love is still around me and happy and healthy and I couldn't be more grateful for that. I hadn't experienced a loss like that before, although they weren't... Gone. They, were they gone weren't physically gone. They felt emotionally and psycho like psychologically gone and that was a really big thing to get over in order to move forward and I think anyone out there who is who is kind of dealing with that great loss of a really good friendship it um, like unfortunately it sucks but that's something that you need that's something that everyone needs to experience in order to figure out who they want to be as a person, what they're looking for in a friendship, what they're looking for in a relationship, and to prepare them for for one day if someone does leave your life, you have a strategy and you have a get you have a way to get over it. Yeah, that took a turn, but um, <laughs> it is so true. Like that is what it it is there for, and you know it is that lesson lesson or that blessing, and blessing, but. <laughs> It's, it's looking at it for what it is and it's reflecting. I think reflection is such an important skill to have in life. And reflection. if you can reflect upon the experiences you've had, the experiences you've seen others have, like those skills will get you to the best place you need to be. And accepting those friendships for what they are and for how beautiful they probably were for the time that they existed it's something yeah. you can never thank but, somebody enough yeah. for. But look, but like, although, like, that happened, look at where you are now. Like, look at what you've yeah. accomplished. Look at who you are. And you're out of that pit. That pit's gone. You've moved on to better things. Yeah. You've got, the, you're surrounded with the people you're supposed to be surrounded with at this point in your life. Yeah. And living in the now rather than looking at the past. The past is the best predictor for the future looking at the past and taking those lessons and doing it better, you know, progressing from where you were. Otherwise, you're just going to keep making the same mistakes. Yeah. And, and you'll keep getting the same lessons given to you until you learn from them. Yeah. And, like, do it. Do do life better for yourself because every single person deserves... And every day counts. To live, yeah. Every day counts. You never know when it's going to be... You're lost! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Sorry, you, but it's so you, true. 
Yeah, you know, like you never know. We could go in the blink of an eye, and it's so important that we that like you live every day knowing what you deserve and knowing I deserve this. I deserve to be respected. I deserve trust. I deserve. I deserve honesty. I deserve all of these things because everyone does. Your own, you, every single individual person, you deserve everything. You do. Yeah, and it's crazy to think that. Some people in this world don't believe that and some people in this world aren't. You accept the love that you believe you deserve. Yeah. So until you acknowledge that you are worthy and you are enough for yourself, you're never going to feel that way from a friend perspective. Mm. And you're always going to feel inferior to your friends. They're always going to be better than you, which is just, it's a horrible, horrible feeling. Yeah. And it's not worth it. So finding that inner peace and finding that self-worth in order to maximize your relationships you know if your friend wants to hang out once every two weeks once every month that should be enough because for those other 29 days of the month 27 if it's february people have lives yeah people have work people have jobs fill them with other things fill them with work fill them with something that makes you happy um, fill them with other friends. Like yeah. that is that's more that's than time. Okay. That's time for yourself. Yes. To to reflect. Like I don't do this, but I would like to do this. I think if I had more time on my hands, um, just to like spend like even like a couple. Let's just spend like either a couple of hours or like an hour every day or a couple of hours every week, just to sit back, look at the week that has been, and reflect. Like what have I done? What have I accomplished? Have I achieved any goals? What are the lessons I have learned? How can I use what has happened to me to make myself even happier for the next week? I like it. Me too. Do I it. just I just came up with it just then. I and love I that. just realized that I've never done this before in my life, but I want to start doing it. I started writing in a gratitude journal. So every night I went to bed and I would write a few things that made me happy, made me grateful to be alive that day. Mm. And it's the little things. Like one day I even wrote, I'm so grateful for the rain. Another day I wrote, I'm grateful for this friend and yeah, put that friend's name down. And yeah, those little things, so important. Yeah, I told myself I was going to start journaling this year. I journaled, I think one day in like January and I haven't <laughs> done it since. Oh, Lottie. You can do it. Busy. I know. (laughs) You'll be right. I don't know, but it just goes to show that so many people who do have, who do really, who do live really hectic lives don't have the chance or don't have the opportunity or don't take the time to sit down and do something for themselves. There you go, everybody. Next week, Lauren will come back to you and let you know that she has, in fact, journaled over the next week because she is going to do it at least once. I'll do, in the next seven yeah, days. Okay, I'm going to force myself to do it at least once. Yeah, write it down, tick it off when you do it, make yourself accountable. I like two sentences. <laughs> That's, That's all I've got time two for. Two sentences <laughs> is better than zero. That's very true. That's very true. Because you just telling me that that's not enough. But if that's all you need, then that's enough. Damn. Fuck out, I'm good. I'm Philosophical. so good. Philosophical. Oh know. my gosh. What can I say? Maybe you should be running the podcast. No, shush. <laughs> no, it's all yours for the take. I don't have time for this. Okay. I just have one question. Yes, Lauren. I have one final question that I thought of just then. What advice would you... And you can ask me the same question. If you like. Would I give my younger self? No. Oh. 
what advice would you give to the audience or anyone listening to this podcast if they were stuck in those kind of positions if they were stuck in the middle say your example if they were stuck between relationship friendship or like my experience if they were stuck in a bit of a pit after a loss of a friendship what would you say to those people I don't really want to use my example because I, th- I don't think friends should put you in that position I think at the end of the day if friends or a partner are putting you in a position to choose because maybe you are in the wrong maybe you did what I did and you were naive but at the same time they shouldn't come at you from an aggressive perspective it, sh- it should be loving but I in that instance if you were in that position I would just say trust your gut I think your gut is the best advice giver that you have you know you know what's right and you know what's bringing you happiness and if those friends are putting you there then clearly that's not okay and if the friendship is meant to be there it will come back you know so I think trust your gut I'm gonna be real listen to your (laughs) mum because she always has or somebody in your life that's there that is always always there. there Um, whether that is a lifelong friend, a sibling, a parent, a caregiver, um, listen to that person because they see, they see your hurt and they see the position that you're in and they are there to build you up. They see the real you. They do. So I think trusting yourself and the way you feel in that situation and take a minute, don't react on it straight away because your initial reaction isn't going to be how you actually feel about that situation. Like I remember Most crying. Of the time, it's anger and sadness. It's that anger you feel and sadness. Initially. And I remember absolutely bawling my eyes out and I didn't know what to do. I was so conflicted. It's like the five stages of grief. <sighs> Denial. Don't know. Anger, sadness, something, and then acceptance. Yeah. Trust your gut and listen to somebody who is there with nothing other than your best intentions at heart. Because they will help you. And and you don't have to do it alone. So don't. Don't do it alone. Because you've got those those other networking sources around you. What about you, Loz? Very Going good answer, Lauren. Thank you. Going back on your experiences, <laughs> what advice would you give to somebody in that same situation? Listen to your mum. <laughs> For sure. I reckon yeah. mum's going to listen to this and be like, Lauren, you don't listen to me. And I'll be like, yeah. I absolutely do. I do now. <laughs> now that I realise you're absolutely I'm right. Old, I'm old and wise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think... Look, I'm still stuck, man. <laughs> yeah, but if somebody... Say I was in that... Like, what would you tell me? Let's roleplay it. You have to be okay with yourself. That's your number one thing. You have to be okay with yourself. You have to do things for you in order to move past the grief of losing someone really close to you, losing like losing a really close friendship that you've had for a really long time. Yeah, you have to you have to know who you are. You have to and knowing who you are and knowing who you want to be and where you're going and reflecting back on the lessons you've learned makes you confident, makes you more confident, makes you more comfortable in yourself. Um which then in return makes you comfortable and confident around other people, allowing you to build those friend to build either rebuild friendships that have ones. previously like fallen or rebuild new ones, meet new people. Or strengthen current that, friendships. Yeah. And that takes confidence and that takes comfort. You need to be able to 
put yourself out there. You need to be able to put yourself out there, be confident, take those risks, but you also need to be comfortable in yourself. You know who you are, like you know what your values are, and yes, you're going to still learn lessons along the way. I mean, we're all still learning. I think people at age 80 will still be learning who they are. They'll still be like as new challenges. New challenges are going to come every day. They're going to come every week, every month. You get big ones, you get small slam, ones. Slam, slam. Yeah, you get big ones, you get small ones. It's how you deal with those challenges that really changes you as a person. You learn a lesson every day. You learn to make decisions. You learn to problem solve. And I think those skills are really important in order to deal with friendships, in order to have friendships, to have relationships. You need those. That's exciting. You need that. You need those skills in order to have those people that you're going to be with for the rest of your life. And the only way to get those skills is to experience the opposite. Yeah. Those lessons learned, just reflect back on it and you, you learn what not to do. And you learn what is okay and what isn't okay. And you're able to take that into your stride and really portray that and express that in all of your other friendships and relationships that you have. That's my advice. I like your advice. <laughs> I would take your advice. Thank you. I would take your advice Aww, as well. Thanks, love. Oh, we just take each other's advice. Actually, we give each other advice all the time. All the Neither time. of us take it. But you know what? That's, that's okay. okay too. That's okay. We are... That's the good thing about friendships that... Even if you do the opposite, they're still going to be there for you. Yeah, if they're still there after you do that, then it's a true friendship. They'll say, I told you so, but and that's they'll okay. be like, it's okay. I told you so, but it's all right. I'll be there with yeah. I'll be there for you, even though you it's didn't like do what I told you to do. when you fall down, a true friend should laugh first and, and then, then help, help you, you up. up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great closing. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lauren, for coming on the podcast today. Thank you, Lauren, for having me on the podcast today. It's been very fun, very enlightening, and I hope that everyone listening has at least learned something from our wonderful, wonderful experiences. In the past, that have made us who we are today. Living our life. Woohoo! So, guys, this has been Beyond the Social Butterfly. Thank you so much for listening. I am on Twitter at Lauren underscore G Morgan. I'm also on my blog, Beyond the Social Butterfly. I am also on Instagram, Beyond the Social Butterfly as well. Make sure you follow, like, do all those really nice stuff on social media and let me know what you think. This is Beyond the Social Butterfly, flying out. Bye.